0: She knows how to work it Like she got no shame
1: You're listening to the 405 Podcast. My name is Ken and Today's chat is with Ariana and the Rose. Ariana is a creative pop musician that calls both New York and London her home. In this talk, we go into how 2017 has been a special year for her and why pop is nothing but just a word. This is the 405 Podcast with Ariana and the Rose. Enjoy. Hey it's great to sit with you again. Thanks for taking the time.
0: Thanks for coming to chat.
1: Yeah, I know. You're gonna be opening up for Bright Light, Bright Light tonight. Uh, I mean, you just flew in from L. A. right? How are you feeling?
0: Yeah, I flew in last night. I I feel good. I one of my friends actually was playing a gig at piano, so I literally like got from the airport, got back to my apartment from the airport at, like seven, and like went to a gig for nine. So. Oh my
1: God, was it JFK? Yeah, it
0: was oh, JFK.
1: Wow, what a trooper! Holy shit.
0: We actually. Got <laughs> we were walking I guess it was because like my manager and I had like some cases and stuff and this lady had one of the like golf carts in the airport and she sort of pulled up next to us and was like hop on Oh really? And we were like cruising through JFK with that all with my like so SPDs, like cool. with my music, all my gear. Like we left the band. I was like, see you guys. That's
1: to feel great, cause like you know you hear stuff like happening to maybe like Kanye or Jay Z, or something What happened with like purple hair and Ariana. It's like yeah, that's right. Like, hey.
0: right. I think she just like recognized two girls like struggling with a bunch of cases <laughs> and was like, I got you, hop on. That's
1: it's fucking great. cool. Yeah. Uh, last time we talked was in January, and was it? It's July now. So mm-hmm. obviously, so much has happened obviously in your life since then, like, I'm sure, um,
0: and your life, I'm sure, well, quite
1: a bit, you know, pretty pedestrian for the most part, but, you know, it's been okay, (laughs) pretty casual, but, um, you were at the, back, you went, we talked at length about the UK last time I was with you, Mm -hmm. and you went back to the UK since last time I talked to you, um, how was
0: that? I did, uh, yeah, it was great, we went on tour with a really awesome artist called Betsy, and, um, she's putting out an album in September, and it was really fun, it was just a short little tour, and we played, um, we played Manchester, and we played London, and played Norfolk, and we played her hometown. Yeah. Which is this like, ty- I think it's, I think her hometown might be uh, Norfolk, or like right next to it, which is different, There's I guess there's like two different versions. Yeah, yeah. And it was literally at like a, uh, I don't even know, it would be like our version of like a, like a town hall, okay. because they didn't even like have,
1: Oh, they venue, had, like, a proper venue. And, and we the had like...
0: whole town came to the gig. No shit. And it was so cool. It was so cool to do that and to, like... Oh,
1: my gosh. She just...
0: And I think it was really cool that she... You know, she was playing... We were playing great venues across the whole tour, but for her to put that in to, like, go back to her, like, hometown and play... Yeah. It was really funny. We were, like, driving our van. You could see the whole village, like, descending on the...
1: Yeah.
0: Onto the... Because uh, I remember
1: last time we were together, we talked about, like, how it could be, like, weird sometimes making art and not knowing how people are going to care. So to witness that, to see, like, a whole town, like...
0: Yeah, just, like, so pumped. And people didn't even... It was funny hearing people. They were, like, didn't even really know... Some of them didn't know her music. Obviously, they were older or, Uh, you know, they're not really her, like... I guess a demographic and they were all just going because like that was what everyone was doing in the town that night It was really cool. That's so fucking awesome. It was awesome, really right? cool.
1: Yeah, and did you and Betsy like bond a lot? Because I, yeah. I, I'm familiar with her slightly and I think that's like one of those bills that's really fitting.
0: Yeah, it was, so, it was so fitting She was so sweet. She's really tall and blonde. Yeah, she's like a blonde version of Cher. Her voice If you close your eyes, you're like is this Cher reincarnated? It's so beautiful and like, <coughs> huge and her songs are like really massive and like just sort of take you to church in this way. It was really fun every night. We were all, like, dancing every night. Oh, that's so back. cool. Yeah, she's But,
1: great. you know, along with the touring aspect of her, like, you know, the UK means so much to you. Like, what was yeah. it just like being back for you personally?
0: It was really fun. I hadn't toured in a while, actually. And um, it's cool because now I'm going to go back and do a couple headline shows and things like that. So it's, I mean, in general, every time I go back, I just feel like, inspired in a way that is so specific to london and so i guess i feel like that when i come back to new york too so i'm really lucky that like every boat when i go back and forth to both places yeah. i feel like it's, re-energized yeah it's like
1: both of ways. these places are like your home
0: yeah totally and I, I mean i have a flat which was like really cool and and so it, it's nice to be able to go back and go to like a home there rather That's than so staying in a hotel awesome. yeah
1: dude you did that like you got to do
0: that i know right <laughs> i think about that all the time i'm like if it all just if it all just falls apart at least you can be like you did this you lived in this other city you moved yeah. you know it was it was when i look back like me now talking to like m- me a few years ago just being like i'm gonna move i'd be like you're crazy <laughs> <laughs> that. stay home yeah. but i'm really glad that i did
1: no that's so awesome and yeah. know. you know it was months ago but you also got to do south by was yeah. this your first time doing South by? it was right? my
0: first south by yeah. um it was really fun it was really hectic uh I was putting an EP out literally like the week after so I think as far as like getting to do South By and playing shows and doing promo right before putting out a a bunch of music was such a great way to do it Um, and gave the EP I think a visibility that it might not have had had we not been there playing and I also saw a lot of really good music there that was yeah. something, I mean, I, obviously you're there for you as an artist, you're there pushing your own stuff, but I didn't anticipate going and seeing artists and being like, oh my god.
1: Yeah, it's like summer camp for Musician's Funter. Yeah,
0: it was so cool. Like, I saw Flynn Eastwood and I hadn't seen her play before.
1: I haven't seen her either, but, she's amazing. Oh my god,
0: she's so amazing live. Oh. Um, just like, so much raw energy. So, I mean, yeah, pe- people I hadn't really, I had been familiar with, but mm-hmm. hadn't, um, gotten to see, so it was Did cool. Did you catch
1: uh, Overcoats? You'd probably dig them up. No,
0: I didn't see Overcoats. Yeah. yeah I would love them. to. Yeah. yeah, there's just so many people that play. It's nuts.
1: No, I bet. And, like, you know, it's funny, because over the years, I've heard so many different takes on South By from musicians when they go. Like, I've heard some people say they feel, like, you know, so exhausted that it almost felt pointless after the fact. But what you brought up about how you had the Retrograde EP mm-hmm. before you went, that must have almost felt like you had, uh, like, a mission you oh. were there.
0: Yeah. I mean, it definitely... It definitely shaped it. It definitely gave the whole thing a direction, right? To be there being like, I have this record coming out, this is what I'm doing. It was constantly pushing that with press and um, shows and stuff. So I feel like if I was, if I were to do it again, I would, I would want to make sure that we're, we were centering some sort of release, not, and then it doesn't have to be a, a record necessarily. It could just be a single or even a video or just something that you're doing. Um, I just think South by at this point is like way more about promo than it is about necessarily getting to meet fans and connect with fans no, in the absolutely.
1: way that you. It's like the to. business aspect. And you know, I brought both of those up because you know, we talked earlier, uh, even before this interview, about like how you haven't toured for a while yet. You know, you did the UK tour, you did South by. Yeah, like You've <laughs> been performing now.
0: Yeah, yeah. How's it's, that? Been, oh. it's been so fun to just be playing all the time and, um, we actually literally got right back from South By and then I had an EP release show in New York, yeah. like, right after. And well, it was Union Pool, right? Yeah, it was at Union oh. Pool, and um, it was so cool to come home to, like, a sold-out show and, and just, like, for for my own stuff. It was just nice to kind of have a little bit of, like, homecoming, which was really fun.
1: Yeah, you know, I feel like for a lot of people listening, people who are musicians who, who aren't even, um, they might be curious to know, like, what's it like to not perform for an extended period of time and then go into performing, like, day in, day out? Like, what's that do to your head, your body? Like, what's that like?
0: Um, well, I love touring. So for me, like, I, I was just actually saying this to someone, like, I could go on the road for 18 months and be a happy girl. I It's my favorite part. Um, so, I mean, it just depends. I guess there's some there's some musicians that really don't love touring. That's not what they make music for, you know? They make, they, yeah. they're about... The studio and all that and i love the studio and i guess i guess whatever phase i'm in i'm always like it's my favorite part i'm so happy but there i have to say touring really is for me i could just like sit in that for a while and i get itchy to make music as well mm-hmm. but um yeah i think preparing for me is always the hardest like sitting in the planning phase and like making the show and figuring out artistically like what direction to go in for me like doing that from the beginning again with this new music, I was that was like antsy. I just wanted to get out there and do it all. But once you're in the groove of it, you make changes and you see how the audience reacts and you play off that and you adjust your set and yeah, yeah I don't know, I guess for me I always I made music to play live. That was like why I did it, so
1: Yeah. And how did this specific EP kind of inform how you decided to perform live now? Like, how did that? Yeah. Because it must have changed it to summer cards.
0: Yeah, so. totally. No, it really changed. I, I mean, I definitely um, incorporated movement way more now into the show. And uh, I dance on stage. in I say dancing lightly because <laughs> whenever you say dance, people are like, oh,
1: no. It, it, or were you wincing inside? Because you thought, like, please don't fucking say Beyonce or something like that.
0: Well, no, no. Listen, okay. hey. Listen, the, I would say dancing is like other level dancing. Oh, no, There's totally like thirty is. girls on stage and they like move <laughs> their arms in unison in a way that like is insane. Yeah. But um I mean I'm obsessed with artists like Christina and the Queens and oh, she's, phenomenal. Know, you know, she's phenomenal, phenomenal and FKA Twigs and like what she did with congregata and that whole show. So for me, like those are the kinds of artists that as hopefully as my show grows, like those are the kinds of people that I look at being like, Oh my god, I wanna make something like this. Yeah. So I tried to push the show more in that direction. Um and, you know, the balance of of what the music is now really feel I'm having it feel like an electronic band on stage, so it sounds like the record.
1: Wow, that's fucking good. Yeah. You, you know, when you brought that up just now, do you feel like while you're on stage and you're moving, like in your head, you're thinking like, this is like you know the start of that because I mean, for, essentially, it's kind of like that. It's the start of you, yeah, progressing into like growing your live shows. Yeah,
0: for sure. I mean, I definitely feel like that, and um I guess I guess the thought is when you're when you're a musician, that's you know, small and just starting that like, you feel like you have to wait sometimes to make the show that you want to make. Yeah. You know, you're like, oh, when I get bigger, when I'm on a bigger stage, and I want to do this. And there was something in me this time around where I was like, I don't want to wait, I'm going to make the show. If we're playing it for 30 people, if we're playing it for 500 people, like, this is the show, this is who I am. And so I just felt like I didn't want to wait anymore to be that person on stage, which I guess is informed by the music. I felt like the music really could hold being that way. Yeah,
1: like, kind of inform that, like, feeling.
0: Yeah, exactly. And it needed it. Like, just, I think having just sort of no no movement and just sort of standing there. I wanted, like, my body wants to, to move that way while I'm doing this music, so it's not something that, uh... It's not something that looks out of place. I think it makes sense. The music no. has, like, an ethereal quality. So. You,
1: know, you know, isn't it crazy? Like, you're gonna, is this, is this gonna be your first time playing music? Oh, have you
0: yeah, played? no, it's my first time. Dude,
1: like, it just hit me, like, more, like, coming up the stairs a the pit. You probably, like, have seen so many shows, like, watching from this, like, the crowd. Yeah, and always
0: I, from the balcony. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I was for some reason
1: i like <laughs> end up on the balcony. Probably all because of all the talls, right? All the tall people. Oh,
0: man, it's so <laughs> bad. I'm 5'2", for anybody listening, and I, I, and I heels, but like not to a concert. Yeah. And it's such a bummer because you have to like push through people. Yeah. And you just feel like, you just feel like such a nuisance. You feel like no, a kid yeah. being like, get out of my way. <laughs> so I always I always try and find like a spot on a balcony near like a banister so no one can really bounce.
1: No, I hear you on that. How do you feel like, Were you thinking about that? Like on the plane or earlier today that you're going to play at a venue that you've like watched People perform it. I mean,
0: that's trippy, isn't it? Oh my god! I've never. You know what's so funny is that I wasn't thinking about that until this exact moment. Oh wow! Uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess I feel like that every time I get to do something like that. I mean, I remember one of the first tours I did in London. I had been to a show at Shepherd's Wish Empire like, I don't know, a few months before, and then we went out and we supported um, Foxes, who's amazing. Yeah. And we were playing Shepherd's Bush Empire, and I think I even said on stage like. I was here three months ago watching a show thinking to myself, God, it'd be cool to play. And Um, and then we did. So it's really, it's, yeah, it's really fun to be, to be able to do stuff like that. So I think there's certain milestones in your head of like, you're, you just, when you see a show and you're like, God, if I could play that, this is how I would do it. So it's, it's cool to be, to be able to be in the position to get to do that now.
1: Uh, you know, we talked about playing live and, uh. You know, releasing your EP and all that. But you know something else you got to do which is really fucking cool. You got to direct? Yeah Holy shit, dude. Tell me about Thanks. that.
0: Thanks. Um yeah so I just directed a music video
1: Yeah.
0: for um one of my songs, How Does That Make You Feel? Which is a single. Well it was on the EP and it was sort of a single but we didn't we, we released the music as like a as a collect as a collection. So I just wanted to make something for it that was special. And uh I've worked with really amazing directors and had really good experiences, but there was something about the song that, the song is, I mean, the song's about sex. It's about having sex. It's about the, like, control of that and the vulnerability of that, and I just didn't want to put that in someone else's hands. I was like, I just want whatever my image is in this video yeah. to really be uh, something that, like, really represents me as an artist and who I am. Yeah. So So um, it was so fun. It was so much fun. I had an amazing team. Um, And I realized that directing is really just about finding the best help ever. Yeah. And if you put a team together that you all are on the same page, it just makes life so easy. And really just, we plan, like the whole thing was planning. So by the time you get to the actual shoot day, there's no questions. There's nothing worse than like being on a set and having someone be like, I don't know, should we have this here, uh, maybe? Um, and I think I just had a really specific vision for it. Yeah,
1: but I think you're underplaying it a little bit because I've been on sets before and something that's very big on the directing side is you also have to be the person guiding it. hmm Like, I mean, you have to let Definitely. people do their jobs, but you have to also let it guide Definitely. it. Definitely. Like, that was you.
0: Yeah, for sure. Well, and it was cool because I was performing and directing. Yeah. So we really, like, had to create—we had to—me and the DP and uh, the choreographer, this amazing choreographer, Kat DeAngelis, does my live show with me she does all my creative with me um we had to sit down before the before the shoot and be like okay so how are we gonna do this like what's our momentum so it was kind of like because you can't go look at the at the takes every after every single take because you'll never get in the mode as a performer so we were sort of like okay check the first take make sure you like the lighting everything works make any adjustments and then just go and do like as many takes until we feel like we have it right and then when we're done go back and look and that was kind of how we did it. It was a good system. So, oh. yeah, I loved it. I loved it so much. So I'm interested in directing for other people now, too, and directing for myself. Right. So.
1: Well, you know, you brought up how, you know, the genesis of this was, like, how intimate the subject matter of the song was. Mm-hmm. but. I mean you also if I'm cre- if I'm remembering correctly you also did like the creative direction on the love you lately video too right Yeah Yeah so I
0: yeah I've been doing I mean I've been doing it the whole time so yeah. I guess that was part of it where I was kind of yeah. like you should just like own up to the fact that you're bossy
1: But is this kind of like what you've always wanted to do like in conjunction with music like before you did music did you think like Cuz I don't think we ever talked about films is that like No
0: Well I was an actor for a really long time and I went to college for for drama I went to Tish. So, and I worked as an actor for ages. My first job was in theater in New York and I did film and TV. So I've been around it, but oh, I, sure. I, when I, when I started doing music, I kind of like forgot about it. Yeah. And I've always just been someone who's obsessed with visuals and I love movies. I love movies so much and I love music videos. Wow. And I remember people being like, the music video is dead. And I was like, what are you
1: talking I don't get about? I not people say that, that is not
0: even, Lemonade It <laughs> is a whole beauty. Of visuals, that's a crazy thing to say. Yeah. Um, it's just crazy, so
1: especially now, like, you, I was just gonna say, you know, like, it's funny people would say that now, where in terms of watching music videos, it couldn't be easier with your phone. Like,
0: you have a computer in your hand, <laughs> it's an insane thing. People are, I totally, totally disagree. <laughs> um, and I think that people are really visual and they take in, you know, what you give them as a visual kind of inf- influences how people take the music in. Um so for me it's really important but I didn't really think I didn't really think to myself oh I should just direct which I guess is just a part of like a journey as an artist where like no. you kind of at least for me I guess in some ways I never put myself in a box, but I I definitely like was like oh well I have to do a video I'm gonna get a director like that's I'm gonna find something yeah. and I've always been really hands on I've always just like found people and loved their work and emailed them myself and I've never been someone who goes through like third parties or anything like that, um, but it never really dawned on me to be like just because you're the just because it's your song doesn't mean that you can't do the other things that go around it too. Uh, And in fact, the people that I love the most, people I look up to, artists like Solange and stuff, like so many of them are multimedia artists. So I think in the last year, I've really embraced the fact that I think that music is my medium and that's what I write and that's what I love, but it's also a a kind of vessel for a lot of other things I like to do.
1: What I'm really intrigued by is that earlier on you brought up how you know when you were acting and then you went into music, you kind of find yourself forgetting about acting for a bit. Mm -hmm. But I think what definitely happens in that regard is that I think a lot of times creatives, we can like, um, we can overestimate how much brain power we need just to do one thing, but here you're in this place, now you find that you could actually spread your brain out a little bit. Is that kind of surprising when you look at it kind of outside?
0: Yeah, for sure. It's interesting. I mean, I I think that for me, the only thing that I like absolutely cannot spread my brain out is when I'm writing music. Like that's everything else, like every other creative piece, like I could be touring and working on a video and working on like artwork for an album, I can do. I can live in like that creative space. Yeah. But when I'm writing, there's something in me where I have to just like live my life and write. Really? Like I have to like be in the studio or be my, by myself, and then like go get dinner. Like I'm for whatever reason, yeah. my brain like. I mean, I'm capable of doing it, but there's something in me that like I just get like really cranky if I'm like. Really. I, yeah. I don't know why. I think it's I think it's because I write really personally, and and I. I like want time to like process it, and like I yeah. the studio feels like um, somewhere where I just have to be like totally focused. And if I don't get to be that way, I feel like I didn't get to like give it yeah. give it my all or something. But um, it's really weird. But like once I once I sort of get to a place where I have a collection of music, like even as I'm writing, I like see visuals and I write that down. So as soon as I'm done and I feel like okay, this is the music, yeah. I can go do like fifty things and feel great.
1: You know, it's the studio is such an interesting environment in that regard because like the times I've been around studios or I've watched like documentaries and stuff where people in studios, I always think to myself like it probably would uh, benefit the like the musicians so much to have the chance to like walk away for an hour or two totally but like with the t- amount of money and the time that goes into it but do you feel like that's important for you because you talk about just now like it must feel so intense then yeah how close you feel to yourself
0: yeah i mean i think that i think that in the way that music gets made now you know there's so many people that make music in bedrooms and with computers and you're so lucky if you get to walk into a studio and have like a wall of analog synths and like a Juno and a Moog and all that stuff.
1: Yeah.
0: And I, if I'm ever in a studio that that's the case and you're, you're renting it, you know, you do feel a responsibility to like walk out with things. It's harder. But I think that, I think that there's something to be said for making stuff and going away and coming back because I don't think anything good gets made in a rush. And there are some things that can, there are songs that can be written quickly, yeah. but that doesn't necessarily mean it's rushed. You don't, there's a, there's a difference between just like having something come to you and like fall out of you. Yeah. And feeling like you have to get something done. So, and I feel like actually a lot of times those songs that you're just like, oh, we didn't think anything of it. And then like the, the best thing that you feel like you've written in the while comes from just like no pressure.
1: Yeah. You know, I feel like it's an obvious question, but like when you describe it that way, do you feel like when you compare, if you were to contrast, like what it's like uh, having music be your primary focus and how that shifted the way you write in terms of like you know thinking about the response and like you know producing, mm-hmm. do you think that's almost like world different than what it was like before you considered having music as a career when you were just writing songs, or like,
0: mm-hmm. or maybe
1: are they like one in the same in a way?
0: I mean, I really love stories, so I think that like. Which feeds into, like, being a performer, being an actor. Like, I think from the get-go, I just, like, really love stories. I love TV. I love movies. I think that there's just something really interesting about life in this, like, magnified way. Yeah. Uh, And so when I started writing, I don't think... I just started writing for myself. Like, the first songs I ever wrote, I think, were because I loved certain artists, and they... I liked how they used words like I loved like Michelle Branch and artists like Ingrid Michaelson who were like really clever Which is interesting because the music I make is nothing like that stuff, but uh, I was like 15 and um, I just thought it was like really smart and I loved how people like use rhyme schemes and words So I think initially that was why I started writing and then I wasn't always writing about myself necessarily I was writing like interesting stories and then when it became more personal, I feel like I started to write more about like it, it became way more about like almost like journaling to music but I was always journaling the whole time it was just like writing was happening like in one way or another it just took me a minute to figure out that like I wanted to be putting that to music rather than something else
1: yeah you know what I really love going deeper into that What I really loved when I listened to the retrograde EP when I had like all those songs to listen to was that back in January we talked about uh, pop music and how it's going in all these different directions, and how we said we talked a lot about essentially pop music. But what I love about your EP was that, yeah, it's pop music, but it's so much more expansive than that. Like it doesn't yeah. feel like it's um. If there's any confines in the rules of pop music, it doesn't feel like it acknowledges it at all.
0: Thank you. I really that's so nice. That's such a yeah. nice compliment. I really but, appreciate like, that. But like,
1: how does it feel when you like when you think of? I mean, you must be aware of that like yeah, how if yeah. you think like. Did you write songs in this way now? Where yeah. it doesn't have to be just one thing.
0: God, I feel like I've been fighting the the like moniker of pop and like what that means to people for so long and like uh. what it is to be like alternative and what it is to be pop and, and uh. sometimes I feel like my music confuses people because they're like, Well it's not it's not alternative enough to be on like alt radio and it's not flat out pop and I'm just kind of like do you like it like are you yeah. Are you? do you listen to music <laughs> like do you do you know what I'm saying no, You absolutely. Either, either something like connects with you or it doesn't period it doesn't yeah. matter when outside of like music industry and all that stuff people don't people don't label things like that like you either hear a song and it like touches something in you or makes yeah. you want to move or does whatever it does or it doesn't and so I approach things like that you yeah. know otherwise otherwise you'll like go totally insane if you're trying to like Figure that out, but I think that my influences sit in a similar place. Like I love Goldfrapp and Kate Bush and people that like didn't give a shit about oh. making pop music or not pop music. But I love a good hook, so like. You know, it depends. I love being able to sing sing along. Ah, and I
1: feel like both of those things can live in tandem with each other, as, such as your 100%. music. 100%. So.
0: I mean, honestly, I thought Emotion, that Carly Ray Jepson record that came out, I think it was 2015, yeah. and then B-Sides came out. Holy that sh- is like out now pop music, and I was like, this girl's a genius. Wow. Like, Call Me Maybe was like, I don't know, it was like just her her like way <laughs> in to just yeah. like, make what she wanted. Which, like, listen, Call Me Maybe is like a pop. Yeah. It was a smash. But like... Emotion, those those songs are like out-and-out pop records, but like, yeah. she went to Headline Pitchwork Festival after that. So like, at the end of the day, who cares about where people sit and what they do? Yeah. It's good music is good music. And I
1: think what's really justified what, in what you described, everything you just said right now, is that, you know, it's, it's the weird, I hate genres, and I feel like anyone listening's has probably heard me mention this before, but I think one of the things I hate about genres is that like, we have these words and descriptors. Mm-hmm. If you go to another city or another country, it means a completely different thing somehow. Oh
0: my God, totally different. It's so weird. And like in the UK, like grime is such a thing, and there's like so much, so many opinions about grime and like what's going on there, and artists like Stormzy and stuff like that. And you come here, and like that's not a part of the conversation in the yeah. same way. And like it's so it's. And so same with pop
1: as well, like top back in England, and even Germany. Like, totally. All these different markets, it's just like... The moniker
0: of it is so, so different everywhere you go.
1: So it's like, what do you can adhere to apart from what you want to do? Like, it's like... A
0: hundred percent. And, you know, I think that, like, you go to Sweden and, like, their definition of what pop is is totally different than what our definition is. And I think... It's easy, I think as a musician, when you're making it, it's so easy to get caught up in that. In the same way, I think, like, anyone gets caught up in what's happening in their field, right? Like, you no. make movies, I'm sure people, like, if you're a DP or something, you, like, watch a film and you look at, like, how people, like, graded something, or how they, like, the shots, or you think, you know, whatever, I'm sure, like, I'm sure, like, movies might be ruined for people who make <laughs> yeah. movies. Yeah. So, for me, it's been really important that, like, that's not what happens with music, that I'm still a music fan and that I can listen to things and, like, not sit there being like, oh, interesting, like, key change or, like, weird chord structure, that I can uh, just, like, listen and be like, this is sick. Can someone give me a beer. And, like, you know what I mean? And you're at a party. Yeah.
1: You know, before I let you go, uh, thanks for chatting. Yeah, the- thank we went you. We so much more than I thought we were going <laughs> to. is fucking wicked. But, um, you know where do you feel you are creatively now? And when I say that, I don't mean in this. I, I guess I want to like go a little deeper when I say that. Um, so you came just from LA. Mm-hmm. You're on a plane. Totally. Something that fascinates me about plane rides, the whole like functionality of it, is just like you're just in such a different state than you are anywhere else. Mm-hmm. And like I imagine as like a musician, as an artist, you just have to find yourself thinking about things that are like. I mean, what are you thinking about on a plane?
0: Like, um, it's really funny actually that. I mean I don't know if I should say this like on a recording but <laughs> I literally cry Every time I'm on a plane I cry It doesn't matter what's happening Like no. if I'm listening to music I'll cry If I'm watching a film I'll cry, like, disproportionately to, like, what I should be feeling, like, with the film. Yeah, like, I was watching Table 19, like, on the way back from (laughs) London, which, if anyone doesn't know what that is, it's the new Anna Kendrick film, which, like...
1: I was just gonna ask you,
0: thank you. You've probably seen a preview for it. You probably haven't seen it. It's not bad. I'm not knocking it. It just, like, did not warrant me (laughs) weeping in my chair. Like, it was not... It was, like, a breezy girl goes to a wedding, like, ooh, whatever, I am, like, I am, like, crying to a place where I'm, like, this is, people are going to see you, but then also, like, I listened to the XX album on the way over to LA and, like, was crying and also, like, so inspired by their music, and, I mean, I'm obsessed with them and everything they do, so I feel like...
1: Because that particular album, what a, like, I See You, that one, right? Yeah, yeah, the one that just came out. That one just came out. What about, talk about an album where it's, like, a band owning who they are,
0: and, like, the music, nothing is, like, nothing is overstated. And they are not doing anything where they went into it being like, we have to have a single, we have to have a banger. Like, yeah. but it's so moving, and the whole record feels like it's about this relationship that they're going through, yeah. or who's whoever, which one of them is going through. And I was just, like, so inspired by it. So I feel like on planes, I'm always a little weird.
1: Well, <laughs> if, if you know what, uh, just to add to that, to make you feel much better, because you felt weird playing recording, <laughs> I was like that up until I was, like, 16. I don't know why. I was, but I used to be terrified of heights. Really? Just a portion of it, yeah. Yeah, it'd be the thing where it's, like, uh, through security, like, going to the airport door, security, even waiting in the terminal, like, throughout my whole childhood. It'd be like, oh, what? and we used to travel a lot when I was a kid. Yeah. So I'd just be like, oh, whatever, this is not too bad. And then we're on the plane, it's about to take off. It's like something kicked in my brain. Like, oh, fuck, we're going to go in the sky?
0: Going, <laughs> we fall <can laughs> down. Yeah, I, there's, I'm on planes so much that I really, I feel like I have, like, this calming thing, but I definitely, I mean, it depends on, like, what's happening, and, like, literally, like, between one day or another, but, like, sometimes I get on the plane, and I'll, like, write down just, like, lists and lists of, like, shit I have to do, and, you know, I use it as a time to, like, catch up mentally, and I I write, like, creative things I want to be pursuing, and, um, I write lyrics a lot on planes, like, just tons and tons of lyrics, uh, yeah, and then I just like cry at some point. <laughs> it just doesn't, I don't know why. It's, it's really embarrassing, and I, it happens every time. It's, it doesn't matter if I've been on, like I was on a plane yesterday.
1: Yeah.
0: And I will be on a plane on Sunday, yeah. and I cried yesterday, and I will 100% <laughs> cry on Sunday. Like it is, it is not even a question.
1: So now it's like if you get a super massive sweet record deal, you have to put a stipulation like us. It's not that I want to fly private, it's just like for your sake, I have to.
0: Well, I also, I literally have But maybe to, not though Maybe that would ruin it for me Maybe there's something About being on like A commercial flight Like alone in your like corner Where like you're not Talking to anybody I love that Like no yeah. one can get you On a plane That's true You're in the air I mean unless you have In-flight Wi-Fi, Which never seems to work On my phone <laughs> But
1: um Unless there's someone On the plane who hates you And then I've never
0: had that happen But that'd if, be I mean,
1: so weird
0: Rona. I mean I was on the I was on the flight With Megan Trainor once I don't know Megan Trainor She yeah. doesn't hate me That's not the <laughs> for the clarification she, all these kids coming up to her and she was so cute like in her, yeah. in her like onesie thing oh. and i was thinking to myself like and she was so like so graceful and like lovely with everyone and i thought like what i mean of course you think about these things right and i'm like what if like one day i ever got recognized on the plane but i was like
1: crying
0: <laughs> and people came up to you and they were like oh my god i saw i saw the ariana and the rose girl and she was like really weird on the plane so, the I mean, first, listen, yeah. may we ever get to that, and it's like lovely, but these, that is like definitely not normal that people
1: think oh, about that. You know what I love about what you just did there? You found a way to make crying in a, like in a, in a private plane seem so sad. Because after you said that, I was like, wait a minute, that would be horrible. Oh my good,
0: but think about me. how sad that <laughs> is. Like, you're like so sitting sad. alone flying private, like crying by yourself. Which, listen, if that ever happened, and, like, great, then I mean,
1: we've gotten to... It must happen to all these rappers. Like, all these rappers must be just, at one point, crying on the phone Oh,
0: my God, could you imagine? Just, like, Kanye is just, like, sitting there crying <laughs> by himself. Which, listen, I wouldn't... I wouldn't say that that's never happened. you know what I
1: happened? Well, you know what? As a big Kanye fan, I hope he did after he dyed his hair blonde the way he did. I hope that happened.
0: Yeah, you know what, though? I feel like he probably did. I feel like he loved it. I feel oh like, God. he was, like, this is dope. Like, that I hair
1: was, was so terrible. What is it? It looks like... It just looks like dried up mac and cheese is it? That's what it looks like. Kanye,
0: if you're <laughs> <if> you listening.
1: <laughs> Arianna's yeah, I don't really. Speak. Uh thanks for sitting over here yeah. to check, catch up with you. You
0: too, thank you so much.
1: Yeah, I'm looking forward to the show tomorrow.